Today's guest is author Patricia Simpson. Patricia Simpson has won numerous awards for her fiction, including Romantic Times Reviewer's Choice Award, Career Achievement Award, and was nominated for the Best Indie Paranormal of the Year, as well as been a finalist in the Reader Awards. Her Scottish husband encourages her to accompany him on his business trips around the world, and Patricia loves to go with him to scope out intriguing places for the settings of her books. Patricia has a degree in graphic design and loves to paint almost as much as she loves to write. She is also a shameless karaoke addict. Patricia, what made you want to live a more creative life? Oh, I think it occurred when I was very young. My parents moved to a teeny weeny town in Montana and we would have to drive like three and a half hours just to buy shoes and decent clothes. So you spend a lot of time driving or being out in nature and there was no radio stations or anything. And so I started to make up stories in my head just to pass the time in that Volkswagen bus. And uh, that's how it all started. Do you plan your projects in detail or go with the flow? And why did you make that your process? You know, there's people, there's two camps of writers, actually three, I'm in the third camp. There's plants, pantsers and plotsters, plotters and pansters, and then the hybrid. I plot out my books initially and very simply. I know what's going to happen. I know my character arcs and my plot points. And then I, I, I'm a pants, pantster after that because I like to be surprised by my own writing. It's more fun that way to me. <laughs> Do you have another job? And what are the pluses and minuses about that? Well, I just retired. I'm really old. Um, I, I had uh, a career at the University of Washington for 37 years. And it was a very demanding job. I was an IT professional. So during the, I don't know, the really demanding times of that career, I had to put my writing on hold because, man, IT really burns up your brain. But uh, now that I'm happily retired, I'm getting back into the swing of my writing and I'm really enjoying it. Congratulations, that's a significant achievement. It's fun. What is something no one else knows about you that you wish other people knew and appreciated? I am a karaoke addict. <laughs> I love to sing and um, I used to spend like a couple hours every night singing with this silly app called Smool Sing. And it's just so much fun. You sing with people all around the world, duets, super fun. That is amazing. I'd never heard of this. This sounds fantastic. What are your favorite inspiration prompts, productivity tools, or creative routines? Well, my favorite creativity prompt are all those weird articles on Facebook and in the newspapers and in magazines that say a body was uncovered in a London parking lot or a new Egyptian mummy has been found or blood transfusions cause people's hair color to change. Those things really spark my imagination. And uh, I usually use something like that as a what if that really did happen? And then I'm, I write a, a novel about it. And uh, I, I'm a very 
schedule, you know, I, I am a regular writer. I get up almost every morning and write for three hours or do some kind of writing project for three hours every day, even on the weekends, most of the time. What three things do you wish you had known earlier in your creative journey? I thought I could make, you know, I was going to be a bestseller, like right out of the box. And I learned later that most writers make five cents an hour. <laughs> and um, you just really, you really have to love it. But I am lucky that I do. And I think I would have been published sooner if I had known about writers associations and clubs and groups and critique groups. But when I first started writing, you know, you had your mailbox and your library, and that was it. It does make a difference. I remember sending submissions and getting them back, and I'd rented a P.O. box for that. You know um, it. And that, what was it, the Literary Marketplace book that you got out of the library? Yes, Writer's Market. Yeah. Writer's Market. All I love that things. book. <laughs> now it's like, oh, all of this, like, I'm sure I have entire shelves in the office of things that are no longer current, but certainly nobody, nobody needs any of this anymore. It's kind of amazing. I know, it's amazing. All the times I would spend with books in the library, I actually love card catalogs, doing research. You know, I used to love that. Now it's so, you know, you just go to your computer, which is so convenient, but the process has changed so much. It is missing something and, and having to think about, okay, well, how would I have filed this? Instead of just Googling it three different ways, you really have to think about how does the card catalog really want this to be indexed? Because then it's always right there. Right. And I used to go to old bookstores, you know, used bookstores and buy research books. And I love them. I would just live in them. And now I don't do that either. So I don't know. It's so different. Yeah. I know. I keep thinking different world. Keep up with it. Keep up with it because, yeah, it's um, certainly a, a big change for from the beginning. Yeah, and there's so many more people out there publishing too. I mean, it's really incredible. Like you know, I used to say you know I would do book signings and people would say, "Oh, you know, I am going to write a book someday," or "I want to write a story." And I always thought, man, you guys. It's a lot of work. You'll, you're never going to do it. There's a lot of people out there that write books. It's incredible. But I still think there's even more people that would love to do it and can't figure out how. Because it yeah. is a lot of work. Um, it is. And, and then there's the after the writing and all of the marketing and editing and covers and, and all the oh. rest. Yeah, there's so much to know now. And, you know, marketing is like... I'm old school in that way too, because I was traditionally published and they did all of that stuff for you. And now they don't. <laughs> no, no, not at all. What is the latest tool or resource you've discovered? Oh, I just absolutely love Vellum. That's the book formatting application where you take your Word document and you just format it with styles and then vellum makes it into a beautiful, beautiful book. I think that's like the best thing since sliced bread. I used to format my books for print by hand using PageMaker or InDesign, which was a really difficult program to learn. It took me hours and days and you know weeks. And then I'd find something I had to change and it would just redo all the pages. But vellum is like, oh, I love it. 
It is pretty much the only reason I have a Macintosh in the house because I cannot <laughs> life without vellum. No kidding. I don't know how I did it. And, you know, it processes your books for all those digital platforms. I used to have to do that too. What was it, Sigle? Or then just basically running it, because it's just really HTML markup. So you can do it by hand. It just takes a long time. Oh, I know it. I used to write HTML, you know, hello world. I know all about that, that heartache. (laughs) What project or message do you want to tell listeners about today? Well, I would like to tell them about my Lond- the Londo Chronicle series that I just sprung on the world this year um, because I'm super excited about it. I want to get some traction on it. And the first book in that series is called Apothecary. It pertains to our times. It's, it's a dystopian series set in kind of a grim Victorian Gothic setting with mist and racial issues and um, people that don't see the individual and people that are learning where to put their loyalties and it isn't where they thought they should at first. And it is really the series of my heart. Um, I guess I was thinking, what would I be like if something happened that was a big worldwide cataclysm and only a few humans survived? Would I survive? How would I survive? And that's why I started writing this series. And uh, I talked to one guy recently who interviewed me and he said, man, I don't usually read books that have vampires in them, but your vampires are so different. He said, I really liked your book. So I took that as the highest compliment (laughs) I could get because Apothecary has vampires in it that are ruling London. And there's Apothecary, that's book one, Book two is Phoenix, and book three is Prodigy, and it's all about these women that are related. That sounds fascinating. I like historical twists on fantasy. That's always a fun thing. Well, I will be sure to put a link to that in the show notes. Okay, thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. You're welcome. Thank me for having uh, you on your show, Ellen. You've been listening to Pants On or Off, all about creators and the creative process. If you'd like to suggest a guest for a future show, please drop by ellenwynbooks.com forward slash guests. Now, go out there and make something fantastic.